Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, July 31st, 2020. Look at that. One more COVID month for the books. Here's what's happening in the entertainment industry, media biz, and social platforms, including a reduced 50-film lineup announcement for TIFF, a huge departure at AMC Networks, and the latest round of revenue and user numbers from Big Tech. Hint, there's a lot of zeros involved. Plus, a look at your weekend entertainment options in the FSS feed. And as it's Friday, a cheers to my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And Focus Features dropped the new trailer for the Sundance film Kajillionaire, directed by Miranda July. Oh, July, look at that. I'll put a link to that in the episode show notes, of course, and that movie is still slated to hit theaters on September 18th. And now over to Hollywood. The Toronto International Film Festival, or TIFF as we called it in high school, announced a pared-down 50-film lineup for this September. That includes 11 documentaries with 46% of all films directed by women. The films will only be seen IRL at drive-in, outdoor, and some indoor screenings by Torontons or Torontonians, or maybe I'll just go with Maple Leafs. Out-of-towners, including us Americans, are explicitly not welcome at this year's festival. But more details on how this is all going to work with the online screenings and such will be released over the next two weeks. And of course, the link to the list of films is in the episode show notes for those inclined. Amazon Prime picked up worldwide rights to Regina King's directorial debut, One Night in Miami, according to IndieWire. The film was also selected as one of the world premieres at TIFF and is set on the night of the 1964 Cassius Clay-Sunny Liston fight in Miami, where Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and singer Sam Cooke all spent the night at a motel in a historically black neighborhood. Amazon's planning to release the film later this year. Anna Perner has acquired the rights to the upcoming book Night Bitch and set Amy Adams to star. The dark comedy tells the story of a former artist who, along with her husband, become increasingly worried that their daughter is turning into a dog, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Man, kids are tough. And just a few odds and ends in the TV world. Peacock has signed Damon Wayans Jr. for a half-hour bounty hunter action comedy series. That one's from the creator and two former writers of Damon's former series, Happy Endings. Vice's weekly docu-show at Showtime has been renewed for a second season. And AMC Network's president, Sarah Barnett, is stepping down after Labor Day, according to the trades. COO Ed Carroll will now lead the company on an interim basis. Barnett started her career back at AMC Networks as VP of Marketing at the Sundance Channel back in 2008, although she only held the president title for about a year and a half. She did not reveal a new destination, saying only that, quote, now is the right time to follow my curiosity. Be careful, that's what I said when I started this podcast. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. Which is all about the monthly user and revenue numbers from big tech. Just a heads up, the word billions is used a lot. A small update on those peacock numbers, plus a look at your weekend entertainment options. And of course, today's pop quiz. What year did Cassius Clay change his name to Muhammad Ali? The answer, after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. That, of course, is my Friday morning podcast beer, which, granted, is probably something that I just do, but uh, that's one of the things that makes Athletic Brews so great. You can have them any time of day and drink them wherever you want. Cooling off at the beach, after a run, or if you're heading into a socially distanced barbecue this weekend, you can have as many as you want and uh, not have to worry about driving home. 
Plus, if uh, you have that kind of confidence, you can show off your alcohol-free body because Athletics Golden Ale just has 50 calories and their IPA only has 70. Go to athleticbrewing.com shop and get your free shipping when you order just two six-packs or more. You know the deal. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. They ship to all 50 states, so uh, wherever you are, Athletic can be yours. The direct link is conveniently in the episode show notes. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Well, this is a timely answer. Uh, Cassius Clay changed his name in the same year that Regina King's One Night in Miami movie takes place, 1964. Huh, wonder if that'll come up in the movie. If a man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, goddammit, this is a free country. You should respect his wishes and call the man Muhammad Ali. His mama named Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. A small adjustment to my reporting on the Peacock numbers yesterday. NBCU clarified in their earnings call that Peacock's 10 million sign-up number was through July 29th, thus also including people who signed up after the July 15th launch. However, no breakdown was given as to how many came before that date, how many are free versus pay, or basically any other details. CEO Jeff Shell also essentially confirmed the upcoming layoffs, saying that a restructuring is coming soon that'll reallocate the company's resources from linear TV to streaming, according to Variety. Today is also the last official day of the Facebook advertiser boycott. Although some brands said they're going to continue to pause spending on Facebook platforms. However, that may just be a company strategy based on the economy and the time of the year. But uh, overall, according to the Ad Age wrap up, I can't say that I saw any tangible achievements listed, either from a perspective of hurting Facebook's ad business or the announcement of any policy changes by the social network. Speaking of which, Facebook took in $18.7 billion in the second quarter, an increase of 10% during the supposed pandemic advertising slowdown. While these numbers do not include the July timeframe of the advertiser boycott, uh, still think we're going to need a bigger boycott. 1.79 billion people now use Facebook on a daily basis. That's up 60 million from April to June. And 2.7 billion people go on Facebook on a monthly basis. That's up 100 million over the three-month period. Over at Amazon, they took in four times as much revenue as Facebook from April to June with $88.9 billion of revenue and $5.2 billion of profit for the three-month period. And Amazon still only paid $162 million in federal taxes for all of 2019, the first time they actually paid federal taxes in four years. Regulation? What regulation? That $89 billion was $7 billion more than Wall Street predictions, by the way. Amazon now employs 1 million people, though uh, honestly, I'd just be curious to see how many of those have full benefits or 401ks. Anyway, uh, there was no update on the uh, subscriber numbers for Amazon Prime, but honestly, when you make that much money, who really cares? Remember when Amazon just sold books? That was fun. Apple kept the theme going yesterday, also surpassing Wall Street revenue predictions by about $7 billion. No numbers were broken out for Apple Music or Apple TV users, but uh, this fun fact came out from Bloomberg News. When Apple finally added the Amazon Prime app to iOS in 2017, what got the deal done for Apple was agreeing to only take 15% of in-app revenue for Amazon Prime subscriptions made via the app, versus the 30% that they charge uh, everybody else in the world. Well, as far as we know. And finally, over at Alphabet slash Google. Seriously, can't we like space these things out a bit next year? What, did you guys get a group rate or something? The April to June quarter was the first time in Google's history that it had a decrease in revenue. 
which was also true to a well, small degree at subsidiary YouTube, as revenue decreased by 5% from the first to second quarters to stand at $3.8 billion. However, that $3.8 billion was still 5% greater than the revenue during the same quarter last year, when the only sickness you had to worry about was a Lizzo fever. Eh, I tried. <laughs> And now here are the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead in the FSS feed. There's of course plenty of NBA and probably still some Major League Baseball action, assuming the pandemic hasn't wiped it out already. Disney Plus has Black is King today, that's the visual album written and directed by Beyonce. And on the other side of Disney Plus, there's the short form unscripted show Muppets Tonight with celebrity guests and of course the Muppets. New episodes of that one will debut each Friday going forward. Over at Netflix, they drop season two of The Umbrella Academy, and Nat Geo Films drops the Ron Howard documentary Rebuilding Paradise. That one's focused on the aftermath of the Northern California wildfires of 2018. You can rent it on PVOD or in limited movie theaters. And on the TV tonight, Showtime has the Go-Go's documentary at 9 p.m. Tomorrow night, HBO Sports premieres a new special called Seeing America with Megan Rapino. It's a roundtable format shot in a loft with Megan and three guests. AOC, Hassan Minaj, and New York Times journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones. It looks like just a one-shot deal at the moment, but it also seems like it was shot as a pilot for a series idea. But either way, you can check it out for yourselves tomorrow at 10 p.m. on HBO. Also, 84-year-old DJ Cousin Brucie is doing his final show on Sirius XM's 60 on 6 channel tomorrow night if you want to check out some radio history. But reflecting more modern times, the MTV VMA nominations came out yesterday, led by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande with nine each, and Billie Eilish with six, and she's going to take us out today with the chill vibes from her brand new song released just last night called My Future. I know supposedly I'm lonely now No, I'm supposed to be unhappy without someone and that's all for today. And you know how Fridays are slow. So uh, lather up your company's Slack and send out a link to the podcast to your colleagues. Okay, fine. Send a link to the new Michelle Obama podcast first. Uh, I'm not an idiot. But come on, the wake up is a solid follow up. And if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please take five seconds to give this thing a five star rating as a way to celebrate the end of July. Hey, it's Friday. The well's running dry. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. Ooh.